If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Phil Spencer, head of Xbox... And you're listening to IGN's Podcast Unlocked, which my interns tell me is a pretty good show. Podcast Unlocked. (laughs) Top of the morning, everybody. It is Podcast Unlocked, episode 198. We're on the cusp of episode 200 greatness. Uh, That is scheduled to happen, so here's how it's going to go. We have details. Yes. Final details, real details. Next week, we'll have an episode 199, although, Sean Finnegan, are we going to be able to have a video of that episode because the whole video team is breaking down? Are we going to have equipment? Is that going to be an audio-only episode? We'll shoot it on my phone. Next week. Wednesday, we'll probably be yeah. fine still. We're not going to ship everything well, out. So Alex not what I was said, told. Yeah, Alex has said, like, stuff's being broken down Monday to Tuesday. Like, that's when stuff starts. So, so maybe this will be left up. What we're talking about, folks, is uh, so our, like, literally, we move IGN, including all the gear and, and, vi- and massive stuff, video equipment, down to LA for, for E3 weeks. So that's why we. We physically may not be able to record yeah, the show. Yeah, it's a big infrastructure maybe, thing. Yeah, that we maybe do. we will have to shoot it on an iPhone and just <laughs> just put it up. But in any case, one ninety nine next week, and then at E three will not be episode two hundred. E three will be this other thing. I'm I don't want to announce yet because I don't want to jinx it because there are some moving parts. But a special episode, a special episode that as of today is all set to go. Sean Finnegan, who yeah. is producing that show, nice. I'm very I've, excited. I've connected with all the appropriate people, and good. we're we're good. And it's going to be one of the coolest episodes. I will call it this. I will call it a once in a lifetime episode. Wow. of Podcast unlocked. So don't miss that one, Destin. It's like the Christmas special. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> the, kinda. But E3. I might actually even yeah. have to call it that. Podcast unlocked the Christmas special, even though it's not Christmas. In June. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's E3. It's E3 Christmas, Christmas for video Christmas. games. Yeah, but, the, but here's the here's the deal. I'm going to just warn everybody now. That episode will not air during E3 because it has to be edited, and there's some other technical considerations. So you will not hear from Unlocked specifically during E3, but we'll, of course, be all over IGN. Yeah, we're going to be occupied with other stuff. <laughs> doing that that week. So the, the special episode will air the week after on usual Wednesday time, which is like I think the 24th, I believe. And then Saturday, right. June 27th, 
Mitchell, what yes, are we sir. doing? We are doing the IGN House Party. This is Woo! a live event in San Francisco. It takes place, do we know the venue name? I, don't, I can't Broadway remember. Studios. Yeah, Broadway Studios. Broadway Studios in San Francisco. San Francisco. So if you go to go.ign.com slash house party, you can buy tickets to come to the event. Uh, we're going to have all sorts of, uh, IGN people are going to be there. We're going to have some uh, stuff that, like, I don't know, I don't want to say specifics because yeah, I don't you know, know what's out there. It's, paint yourself into a it's 25, bucks gonna, for, it's 25 bucks for the ticket. Like Mitch said, there's it stuff will there. Be, it will be featuring Podcast Unlocked, episode 200, and Podcast and later, Beyond. Yes. yes. Podcast Beyond, it's a combo episode show. 400. Should, there will be special guests. All of IGN people, a bunch of IGN people yes. will be there, including, the uh, obviously, the... Uh, the hosts. the hosts of Podcast Unlocked <laughs> and Podcast Beyond, but not just them. Ooh uh, la la. There will be food. There will be drinks. Yes. Uh, there will be all kinds of stuff to do and play and have fun there. We have merch. Uh, merch yeah. will be there. Yeah. Okay. So that was be, the part I didn't want to say. It's a day. It's an afternoon. Well, yeah. I should add that the reason there's a ticket price is literally just to cover the cost of the event. The venue space. Uh, you're going to get a T-shirt with yep. your ticket. It includes um, food and drink. See, that was the stuff I didn't want to get into because I didn't yeah. know specifics. So that's but, good. Yeah, Thank there you. Is a, we're not just good thing you guys paid attention. I don't think... <laughs> I'm yeah, producing the show. Yeah. I should know these things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just read the ticket page. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's the ticket cost is not a really a profit venture. It's a... No, just it's, it's, it's a break-even venture. Please make let us happen. make this yeah. happen. Like, so that if it goes well, we can do it again next year, hopefully bigger and better. So I mm. uh, hope you can join us in San Francisco for that on Saturday, June 27th. The doors will open at 11.30 a.m., which is when... Certainly, I will be hanging out. Yeah, with, I'll be there to, with everybody. We say hi, to be there. <laughs> mingle, uh, and then unlock will start at one. Unfortunately, after the whole thing, after after Beyond ends, I actually have to leave. Which <laughs> really uh, made sense. man, that's about because yeah. we're gonna go to a Damon show. After yeah, Damon's doing a show at Neck of the Woods. Yes, so I'm sorry I'm gonna miss that. But so we're gonna go uh, dance off the drinks that we had. At Broadway Studios. Yeah, if you want, so if you want to mingle with me, say hello. Please show up early. Do it early. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having to hit to the state of the early schedule. Yeah, this is gonna be a blast. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm really excited, and now I'm just trying to put together. I have to actually plan, you know, what I'm gonna do for that. What we're gonna do for that. Yeah, we should maybe build some show notes. Yeah. Oh God. We'll have a lot to talk about after E3, no doubt. Yeah. Good times. All right, let's come right back. You know what. You're here to talk about this week. Everybody wants to hear about Fallout 4. We'll get to that. Plus, just this morning, Mitch, some breaking, very interesting Gears of War news that's Indeed. not specifically game-related, but it has some serious implications yeah, for the future of totally. Gears of War, as well as uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, new trailer for that dropping, which I personally had a not intended reaction to. <laughs> lots to talk about. I'm excited to learn about that. <laughs> yes. Uh, lots to talk about right after this. Did you break out in a rash? IGN's number one Xbox podcast, the podcast on Love presents the news Unlocked! Alright, let's talk about Fallout 4. Trailer dropped today as we yeah. recorded. As uh, you know, we knew it was coming, it had been hinted, it had been leaked. When's it gonna get it out? We're gonna have to wait until E3, until Bethesda's first ever press conference on Sunday night to hear about it. And no, we got the no. we got the teaser yes. yesterday. With a countdown. That clock. was like an image. Please stand yeah, by. And so uh, then we got the trailer. I was very much expecting a cinematic teaser that showed yep. nothing that would just be like, for more, tune in, E3. Yeah. 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 And we got a three minute gameplay trailer. Yeah, there's yeah, kind of a lot in there. A lot Tons yeah. of content. Hot the Rewind Sean Theater. Finnegan. I actually really like it. I'm a. I'm always view. I always view Fallout with like or through rose tinted glasses, right? Like Fallout 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. I've been wanting this game for. As long as I can remember 
at least as far back as 2008. Since Fallout 3. But, uh, the tone of it really like took me back, man. I love that style of like uh, you know the a retro future fifties. Yeah. yeah, like if the world had ended in the fifties, what that would look. But like. also, there's mm-hmm. all the weird like sci-fi stuff in there, right. with, like yeah. floating the, robots. Yeah, nineteen fifties yeah. future. Yeah, exactly. Is destroyed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I, lo- I mean they kind of have done that with you know not exactly nineteen fifties. I guess it was a little bit later sixties with Bioshock and stuff. But yep. I love that idea of like a different future of an alternative past type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I love the yeah I love the trailer. I thought it was cool. Like. We saw some really interesting stuff. It seems more colorful than the yeah. That was the big thing for me. Fallout is like, 3. I I didn't like Fallout Three a whole lot. I understand why people do. I think the VAT system is incredible. Yeah. I think the world building is amazing. I think some of its stories are incredible. I was just mm-hmm. bored by playing it because ah. it just it just didn't resonate with me. Like wandering for that long, but seeing that trailer and seeing how they've amped up the art, you know, it's got a wider color palette. Each area seems to have its own aesthetic individuality, yeah. which is interesting. You know, they cut between those different districts throughout Massachusetts. Yeah, or even just like the cities seemed far less uh, monochromatic, and not monochromatic in black and white, but just like gray singular tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I love that. And, and you still have some of those yeah. like landscapes. Sure, and stuff, yeah. And you're going are, to in an apocalypse. Yeah. Or but their apocalypse. But the, but the cities and the towns, at least the ones that we saw, definitely had a lot more character, like just from a color and palette. And I like yeah. that. It's just a nice departure from what Fallout 3 was. I saw some people on Twitter today saying that the tone seemed more serious this time around. And I got a little bit of the opposite. Like, mm. there are definitely some, some I actually found scenes that... Yeah, so did I. And yeah. I, some I scenes like definitely sure had, like... And the classic, like, goofy staples. Like, yeah. the comics on the rack. And you definitely... In that same scene, it looks mm. like we'll be collecting Vault uh, Boy... Uh, Pip Boy bobbleheads yes. again. Yeah. Bobble I love yeah. the bobbleheads. Yeah. I own them. Yeah. That's like the uh-huh. first. That's the only bobblehead I own. Actually, is a Vault Boy or a, yeah. you know one of the little. I got the one the pre order thing too. Yeah, or the limited edition. It came yeah. with a bobblehead. We're just doing the yeah. nice. Up. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, I thought seeing like the, the diversity of places that you're going to visit. You know, you see like the open ended wasteland with the, the broken highways, and you see mm-hmm. these small towns and these made up cities, and you see Boston. Fenway Park's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you see these landmarks. Fenway from Park. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll yeah. be like Fenway well, Park. Uh, it's, yeah, it's Diamond City. Was okay. the, the name yeah. we saw in the on the one of the signs. Yeah. So that's. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you see this this variety, and it's it's almost like New Vegas in that way. I mean, Fallout Three to me had obviously the iconic Washington landmarks, but New Vegas for me had more unique personality in terms of like what that what the people of that world had built for themselves, and you see a lot of that in Fallout Four's trailer, and I love that. And I am even though I you know I played Fallout Three and was like ah it's not for me, and I tried New Vegas and thought some of its missions and stories were great, but again the meandering just wasn't for me. Is why mm-hmm. I don't like Skyrim, and I'm sure I'm gonna have the exact same thing with yeah. <laughs> Todd Howard's fourth See, game that I'm gonna play and be like ah it's not for me. But I am very excited for it's Fallout. It's really 4. interesting for me because I I've, I think I've said it before on the show, but I am the type of guy who I need a sort of mission directive yeah, I need in the game, right. just mm-hmm. a little like, bit of guidance, yeah, and then like, I can let you me put. Branch well, they you, give you that. Well, no, no, no. That's what I'm Fallout, saying. Is like yeah. just in general, like I haven't really ever been into uh, like. Red Dead Redemption or any mm-hmm. of the GTA games like open world I didn't play Watch Dogs didn't really find like the charm of GTA other than you know all the crazy videos and gifts that pop up on Reddit I am mm-hmm. just that type of player who like if you put me into a world and you're like you can do anything you want and you can do it in any order you don't have to do anything yeah. I won't do anything yeah, yeah I'm the same way and then <laughs> yeah. I just get bored and I get bored yeah like, all right, I'm but gonna go see Red Dead for Red Dead with me it was always like I knew that I needed to find Bill where's yeah. Javier Escuela like yeah. I knew what <laughs> so, I needed to do and that's exactly and that led me where I needed to and go. that's kind of how I felt with Fallout 3 is Fallout 3 is one of those games where you don't have to do anything but I was so in love with the world and the story that I wanted to do everything and I did I played the t- I played a ton out of uh, that game yeah and if we're talking about Todd Howard's games I think they I think that they have gotten better about that Mitch of having yeah. that a strong enough narrative to guide you through to enjoy the, the sure. rest of it because for me 
Oblivion was one of my favorite games, that easily top five of last generation for mm-hmm. me. But I, what my, I would criticize Oblivion in that I think the main quest of closing all these Oblivion gates was actually the least interesting yeah. portion of the game. Definitely. The, Same the, in Fallout 3. The, Find your dad. Right. Boring. The side stuff was even better. But I think, yeah, and f- but with Skyrim, they did a much better job of making the main story quest. Interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. I found the story, though, in Fallout 3 to be pretty compelling. Like, it is, yeah, it starts out as Find Your Dad. Liam Neeson, Daddy. But then it's, yeah, your dad <laughs> yeah. is Liam Neeson. And yeah. immediately I'm like, I want to do everything to please <laughs> yeah. him. And Where so, is Liam Neeson? Yeah, like, what can I do to help you, Father? And it There's ends up, you're, you're kind of like, I forget I the exact. I taken, son. <laughs> I, you, I forget the exact details, but you kind of have to figure out, like, what's wrong with the water supply. And then they design a, like, machine that's going to change the wasteland back because they can now generate water and then it gets tied into this whole conspiracy theory about this government that doesn't exist like you're always listening to it on the radio right? Yep. Mm-hmm. like the president is out there and he's like we're still here come find us he's giving you kind of like messages of just like this hope. continuity like yeah, false like, hope. yeah hey the country's still here it's you know it's messed up but we're still here and you go and investigate the c- conspiracy and it turns out like there is no president and it's all a sham and it's <laughs> just so cool man I so love that world before yeah. I throw to Destin because I know Destin you're a big fan of the series Huge you've, and you've been studying the game all morning since yeah. the trailer dropped you came into work early you mm-hmm. did our rewind theaters like super which should be live now tear down of the trailer <laughs> uh, for me a thing that jumped out was Something I was hoping for. In fact, Destin, you and I are working with Dan Stapleton and mm-hmm. uh, Zach Ryan, just four of the biggest Fallout fans in the office. We're actually putting together an 11 Things We Want in Fallout 4 feature, mm-hmm. uh, which we wrote before the trailer. And turns out we, we can still talk about all those things we want. But one thing that I did address in that feature that the trailer fortunately addressed is... Dog me. I was going to say, yeah. I was waiting because I was like, I have one. I hope that yeah. number one is like, <laughs> you start with dog me. So, yeah. And that's and the trailer doesn't promise, but th- it heavily suggests that the dog will be a constant companion for you in the game. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe it was just for the, sure. the trailer. Maybe this guy's 30 hours into his campaign. We don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the, like, know, in basically every shot, the dog is there. It starts well, and with that's, the dog. And that's the it thing. It like, ends with the dog. Uh, yeah. It could have just been used as, as a narrative uh, thread for this sure. trailer, but uh, yeah, I, I like to believe that they showcased the dog in that way and, and had him meet up with the vault dweller, the vault 111 dweller. Who has a voice now. Yes. Main yes. character's got a voice. Yeah. Uh, We're going to have to change our conference room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Vault 101. Yeah, from Vault 101. <laughs> We're outdated now. To vault yeah, we, have, we have a conference room here at IGN called Vault 101 that's a tribute to, uh, to Fallout <laughs> 3. But yeah, so I, I you know, for me, there, you go back to uh, Dead to Rights was, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a hilarious, you know, man and dog game. But then Fable 2 did it really well. Yeah. Uh, GTA 5 did it really well with Chop. Old Chop. So uh, I, I think dogs can add a lot to a game both gameplay-wise because they can potentially, like, you know, maybe sniff out loot somewhere or, you know, help guide combat you. Partner like, be, even, a, yeah. be a compass of sorts and they can help you out in combat potentially too. But they also can can definitely add an emotional connection to the character, mm-hmm. and you know give give the, the player motivation to to do things or not do things or protect the dog. So, I really hope that the dog meat uh, is is as significant of a, a part of the game as the trailer. I want to walk out of Vault One Eleven with dog meat. Yes, like I want to hold a puppy as I open that door, man. <laughs> I better get to see that dog as a puppy. Any oh, any time yeah. a game gives you a companion like a dog that uh, follows you around, it gives you something to lose, and that yes. can be very powerful. Like you yeah. said, tug on those hearts. Especially if it's a pug instead of a German Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need that boxer skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as it doesn't end up being like an escort. 
quest. But yeah, it's it's keep this dog ribbons. alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So I guess Destin, then, yeah, what, yeah. Here's what, this dog what are you that always thinking of a little bit slower than you? <laughs> you've gone frame by frame through it. You spent all morning with it. Uh, what jumped out at you? So I'm really excited. Uh, there's a lot of staples from classic Fallout's, like just uh, characters that you're going to recognize, be it uh, the Brahmin or the Protectrons. You know, the Brotherhood of Steel. The, we're certainly in. The, the, yeah. We don't know that that's the Brotherhood of Steel. But it we is know their that armor. that's power armor. Yeah. And the Brotherhood of Steel faction was a uh, Fallout Three. Uh, yeah. Well, group. they go back to the old original yeah. Fallout's too. Yeah, we're I'm assuming sure they're in the Commonwealth. I just I don't want to say that it's necessarily sure. that because they're on the East Coast. We're on a different coast for like the first time it, now for a while. We, you know, we're sort of we're speaking as if the Boston thing is a done deal. What about the trailer? Because mm-hmm. what about the trailer? Uh, there was the baseball stadium and the, City the Clipper ship. Uh-huh. The giant airships flying around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> City Hall yeah. is there, like the Gold Dome. I think right. it's City Hall. It's a. There are a couple of iconic landmarks. I saw Boston people tweeting like, "Oh my God, that's the th- I live near there." <laughs> yeah. I left all my notes in the that's in the right. Rewind Theater room, but it's like uh, the Commonwealth and uh, the. There's that statue the of the British are coming guy. Yeah, yeah. Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Revere. There it is. The British are coming. I'm Canadian. He's Canadian. Give me a break. Yeah. Mitch, he and Mitch I, we and I were both like the man on the horse. He's got the the horse man. <laughs> yeah. If there's a Canadian version of like the. The French are coming. We don't know who that is. Yeah, Me yeah, and Sean don't You'd be like, know oh, yeah, they had that, that, that dude who was the – I'm like, Johnny Alexander, you idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, what else, uh, what else jumped at you, out at you, good or bad? I mean, did you like the trailer? I, I really, really like the trailer. I like that it's uh, remaining uh, faithful to its roots while exploring something different. Something that's really interesting was the fact that it jumped between time periods, like post-war yeah, that was and, cool. and pre-war. So, like, are know? we going to have segments where we see pre-war stuff? That yeah. happened in uh, 3. Did it? Yeah, there but it was, was the... a virtual reality experience where it wasn't actually True. real. It was fake. I, yeah. Like, I wonder if you'll have flashbacks or if the game starts before the apocalypse or that something. That would be cool. Yeah, like, if I'm, you get to live a few cool. hours without well, the apocalypse. See, yeah. There's that shot where you see the nuclear explosion. Like, right, like, they're going to the vaults. Yeah, and it's all yeah. these people, like, looking at it, and then they get, like, obliterated by the shockwave. And it's just like, if you're, I don't know, if you're there to experience it, or maybe it's like you're talking to a character who was there and yeah. experienced it. Because I, part of the charm or part of, like, the sort of hook of Fallout is that like you come out of the vault not knowing what's out there mm-hmm. because you grew up in the vault. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like if you get to talk to like your parents or the old wise sage who was there when it happened and somehow survived and you know is now down in the vault with you, that may be a really interesting storytelling device of allowing you to mm-hmm. experience this pre like disaster fifties. Uh, well, and not it's, only that, but it would be a way to differentiate the opening part of Fallout Four from Three because yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. We even the trailer for four infers that you know there's there it shows a couple times of you kind of coming out of yeah. the vault for Seeing seemingly the, the, first for the first time. Mm-hmm. time yeah. So yeah, I mean maybe that's a way uh, of setting it the timeline even further back of a way of sort of making the opening to this. Oh, and I would love that. if it was three hours of no apocalypse. That would be oh, great. Like three yeah. hours of me and my family. You took the words right out yeah. of my mouth. I yeah. said, what if the whole first act of the game was yeah. pre-apocalypse? Like, what if the like catalyst that? is, hey, the apocalypse yeah. is coming. We have to get to a vault. A game right that now. did this very well. Not an Xbox game, but uh, The Last of Us. Like, that first, that yep. inciting oh, yeah. incident pit takes place years before the problem, or before, right. yeah. you know, the, whatever, the, main the, the plague, line. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh takes place and that really sets up the characters and yes. kind of establishes gives them motivation who you are. and yeah. heart and it, it, it contextualizes the choices you have to make with Ellie later on in the game it just it's a great way of it's a great storytelling device and yeah. I would love to see something like that in Fallout because to me the story was already at strength me Destin too. what else 
Uh, well, for me, that was the most intriguing aspect and uh, how they're going to tie that in, because that's clearly like in-engine gameplay happening uh, uh, pre-apocalypse and then same location post-apocalypse. So I just want to see how that narrative is going to play out. I just well, hope it's not like the dude has, fl- like, you'll be in a house and it goes like blip, blip, and it flashes back. and He's like, I can see the past. Something silly. <laughs> well, let's talk about actually the the, the look. and I Because I think my first glance at the trailer, which I admit I watched on my phone. Me too. <laughs> But I thought it looked oh. really good. I had a lot of Twitter feedback and even a little controversial, well, not a little debate in the office is, oh, it doesn't look that great. Mm-hmm. What do you guys you think like, of I, graphically, visual yeah, just fidelity? Pure visual because, yeah. I mean, this is a next gen Fallout. It is not coming to PS3 and 360. Uh, At the bottom yeah. of the screen, mm-hmm. at the end of the trailer, it says PS4, yeah. Xbox One, PC. I talked about this with reviews editor Dan Stapleton a bit. I mean, he mentioned that people were talking about it, and I, he mentioned that, you know, it, it's an open world game. It's a lot to work with. Like, it compensates in other ways. And I, I understand that argument, but part of my problem with Bethesda Game Studios games is that the character models always look really bad. Some of the animations were always janky. Skyrim did was a pretty big improvement. Very yeah, over yeah, 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 definitely was over everything else they had done to that. And point. like yeah, this doesn't look like The Last of Us, and it is kind of a weak argument to say like yeah, but there's more to it. But at the same time, you look at the the level of detail shows that like you don't need like kick-ass character models and beautiful textures to make something look great. Exactly. You can have... That's, yes. In my favorite direction. Exactly. And my favorite shot in that whole trailer is when Dogmeat walks out of the, the garage with the, the power armor. Mm-hmm. And you see it's in, like, a gas station, and the top ceiling, like, the roof of it is, like, off-center a little bit, like, it's been broken in half, and it's just covered in it. It's decayed. Mm-hmm. The grass around it is, like, kind of dying. Like, those details are what sell the world to me. And it, it could look better, sure, but it looks amazing. Here's an aspect I forgot to mention in the Rewind Theater, actually. Um, there's weather effects this time, and I don't believe that took place in New Vegas or 3. And what oh, I'm wondering... Yeah, was there rain at some point? Yeah, there was the- rain at the point where you see the mysterious guy uh, right in the city in the city and I'm wondering if that's going to be a gameplay mechanic like the rain probably won't be great for you to be out in if there's radiation like still in the world <laughs> yeah it's, so it could be could yeah. very well be you know that could be a way where they're like hey you gotta find like, shelter find shelter or mm. set up your tent or something I don't know how they're gonna do it but um, it was very intriguing and like does that mean there's gonna be snow or fall and s- summer you know that'd be awesome yeah yeah, I actually thought I thought the game looks great. I mean, it'll be we'll see a lot more at E3 and have a much better idea. But I don't know if it's literally a new engine, but it feels like it's a largely rewritten yeah. version of the mm-hmm. Skyrim engine that we saw, you know, three years ago on the old consoles. Because I I could see a lot of level of detail in the textures and in some of the things you're saying, Mitch, and just like the draw distance looked looked really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could definitely see a lot of people were complaining about the character models, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I think it seems to look really good and I'm excited about that people have kind of come to expect like uh, a crisis engine level of quality or like the Metal Gear 5 that's kind of the problem with this whole idea of like next gen right Mm -hmm. like when when the 360 and the PS3 launched and or even you know the Xbox and the PS2 like it was a quantum leap forward Mm -hmm. in the ability to render more polygons and greater textures and details and that gap has just kind of gotten smaller and smaller as we get to the threshold Yeah. yeah And there's even the argument where, like, the more realistic character models become, the less Uncanny human. Valley. Yeah, the less yeah. human they actually end up being. Because mm-hmm. we look at humans every day. We are humans. And so, like, we can get really close. But the closer you get, like, the bigger that gap seems. Yeah. Well, because the more, the more obvious that the flaws stand out. Exactly. Yeah. And so, to me, it's like, I think it looked good. Uh, marginally better than what I remember Fallout 3 looking like but mm-hmm. Fallout 3 looked good when it came out absolutely uh, yeah. and I remember and I look at this and I'm like that doesn't look 
significantly I mean, better. T- yeah, to your point, Oblivion was stunning when it yeah. came out because it was a oh, yeah. console. It was an HD era yeah. mega leap from Morrowind, yeah. which was on PC and the original Xbox, to the Xbox 360. It w- and then it was definitely less, it, it was more uh, shorter steps from, of course, within the generation from Oblivion to Fallout mm-hmm. to Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you compare Oblivion and Skyrim, Skyrim does look way oh, better. Oh, for sure. So, uh-huh. for sure. Uh, I'm very curious to see what... What the, what Fallout Four will end up yeah. looking like, and I mean, my point just to like kind of round that whole yeah. discussion out was just like to me the graphic, the graphical fidelity, the visual fidelity is much more closely tied to like Mitch said, the art style and the design as it is to how many pixels can I peep looking at this image, you know? Uh, okay, it doesn't look as pretty as say Metal Gear Five, yeah. but for me, if it's consistent it to, and everything think. runs smoothly, I will be more immersed in that world and. I'm all game for that. We yeah. also, like, we've seen a very short glimpse, and we've yeah. seen pieces of it. Yeah. I'm excited for E3 when we invariably see a big old demo. Well, and mm-hmm. that was my next point is, uh, tell me if you gentlemen agree, I think, you know, we all expected a cinematic nothing teaser yeah. in, well, in advance well, of Well, that's E3. what New Vegas was, right? We, we also expected... So was Fallout 3. We yeah. also expected, on some level, no, for Fallout this 3. announcement to come at E3 during this press conference. Sure, yeah. Now they have this big press conference where we don't know what they're going to so be talking if, about. Yeah, I think if they showed three minutes of gameplay video now, I got to figure this means we're getting a 20-ish, yep. you know, mega long full gameplay demo. And that is the rumor out there right E3. now. That yeah. rumor is circling, so that would uh, be nice. Which that's I think, exciting. And I think yeah, it's smart. I cool. mean, mm-hmm. the, versus announcing now versus waiting until their press conference at E3, if you if you wait, you're you're banking on people tuning in because they're hoping and are assuming to see Fallout 4. By letting the making it official now, you're basically guaranteeing that people are going to tune in to their press conference to see the, more of it. See much much oh, yeah. more. Uh, last thing on Fallout 4 before we move on, maybe another unlocked in and out bet coming. Ooh. <laughs> I want to know. So I have a strong feeling on when I think this game is coming. Okay. Yeah, you and I are on the same page, so we can't bet. Okay, so God, I'm Mi- so bad at this. Mitch, uh, you and I, uh, I even, I'm willing to go fairly specific even, although for no valid reason. I think it's definitely going to be this year. I could see it being. This year? Yeah. Yes. I think it's going to be even potentially an October game. I mean, maybe November. Yeah, my guess is November. Most November, but I think it's definitely 2015. And so we're why. all getting hands-on time with the City Three, is what you're saying? I no. doubt that. Uh, okay. I don't so think we'll touch it till the, we play it the game, for review. The game is being uh, has been in development for four years. Mm-hmm. The, it's this is Todd Howard's team. So when they when Todd Howard's team finished Skyrim, they moved on to this. That's four years. Do they sign a contract that's like I will remove your leg from your body with my bare hands if you leak right. Fallout Four? Because like right. nothing, not a peep. What do you mean? There were tons there were, of leaks there were like for lots Fallout of script 4. leaks, script Never, leaks, but like no, no, they were K- all pretty subtle. Kotaku had the whole Boston like the. Yeah, the that, setting and like people okay, visiting you're right. MIT. And then right. there was yeah, there there have been a bunch of there was the but it was the all re- like, LinkedIn resume leaks but, recently with really? okay, okay, okay. But funny. to your point, yeah. they, oh, did, right. they did seem like much smaller leaks than what were there wasn't like a gameplay like leak right. of an internal. Wait, was that the Guillermo trailer. del Toro studio trailer that we saw today? Right, <laughs> like that was the thing. Right, it was like Del Toro studio was doing the Fallout Four trailer. Del Toro has a studio. Uh, was know. that ever a confirmed thing? I don't know. That was the LinkedIn thing, wasn't it? Studio. I don't know. In any case. I between the four years of development time and to, to put that in perspective, uh, yes, it was four years between Morrowind and Oblivion, which did leap a generation, which is what we're doing here. But it was then three years 
from uh, Oblivion to Fallout and three years from Fallout 3 to Skyrim. Uh, and Todd's Howard, Todd Howard's team is obviously much bigger now. Uh, I, I think there's no way. I think it's definitely 2015. Yeah. Mitch. Hmm. I'm with you. Destin, you seem to you seem to disagree, and a lot of people on Twitter seem to disagree with me too. I thought it was going to be this year. I thought you guys were going to say next year, uh, so I was going to be like, so I'm going to go crazy too. and say oh. this year. Here, here's how I remember playing Fallout 3 and being exposed to it. I went to yeah. E3. Uh, I had an appointment for Bethesda, so I'm like, all right, I'll try this Fallout game. I didn't know anything about it at the time, and uh, I played it, and then it came out that year. That's how I remember it happening. Now, you say that you had hands-on time the year before it came out. Uh, Fallout 3, I was there for the reveal. Uh-huh. At, they they invited a bunch of media to Bethesda in Maryland. Okay. Uh, and they, where they had a – they have like a theater in mm-hmm. there, you know, so that the team can all meet in there and, you know, do presentations in a, in a mm-hmm. theater. And they showed us – Todd Howard showed us Fallout 3 in – Gosh, I don't remember when it was. I'm though. trying to look it up now. Keep vamping. It was but, probably at that point, probably the year before. Unless, unless but then it they had it at E3. Yeah, it, maybe it was the same year. It was. Uh, I know it was like an, around April, but I yeah. don't remember if it was 2007 or 2008. The game, of course, shipped in October 2008. Hmm. But in any case, yeah, this is definitely a bit of a different strategy where like we're waiting right till before yeah. e3 here here's where i'll differ with with you though okay. um, i think we're gonna get hands-on time at e3 if it is this year and then we'll get it later in the year why would they not let media play it like the section we played at e3 was megaton basically right. so like it'll be something like the that. reason is because publishers more and more are controlling trying to control the message more and not yeah. have they don't they don't want us to give our honest feedback yeah, yeah. last time we previewed because, a bethesda game uh, we said not nice things about it. It was the evil within. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's right. So, Which ended up being pretty good. Well, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, this goes back to the to your point, Destin, of the same reason why we don't get demos for AAA games, mm-hmm. uh, and we never really have. Like, even though we don't get demos of anything anymore, when demos were a thing last generation, you never got a Halo demo or a Gears of War demo or a Call of Duty demo. Or if you did, it was after the game came out because betas are the new demos. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another matter entirely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because the reason for that is with a game like Fallout Four. You, a demo can only hurt you. Yeah. Hurt you, meaning the publisher, if you're the publisher. Or PR. Because, <laughs> yeah, because you're, everyone, fans are so excited for it, they're prepared to buy it and they're prepared yeah. to pre order it. They have, they have a, a glowing preview, should we think that, from an IGN, isn't probably going to generate a ton more pre orders for them, but they run the risk if we say anything even slightly negative, like, eh, the, not looking that great. The, yeah, it didn't. It kind of plays the same. Mm-hmm. They risk people canceling their pre-orders, so they really have nothing to gain and only things to lose. So yeah, I agree with Mitch. I don't think we're going to get to play Fallout until very close to release. Uh, Fallout Three was announced in June of 2007 with the teaser okay. trailer that uh, I don't want to set the world on fire. The yeah. CG thing where the camera's pulling out. It's Ron Perlman. Was it CG? Because okay, so, I thought there was a bunch of VAT stuff in there where he blows up the mutants. So I think no, the that, teaser was just that. It was like the. In, the, in a car, and it zoomed out of the car because it was, right. it was the, the right. flickering okay. radio thing. Got remember? it. Oh, Got with it. the bobblehead? No, that's the beginning no, of the no, game. No, no, no. That's the opening. I think it's it, a it was, girl. but it's they a were very girl. similar. <clears throat> Not a yeah. bobblehead. But Sorry, it like right. it yeah. pulled out of the car and it pulled back and it was the bro- the Brotherhood of yeah, Steel. Yeah, yeah. Steel. And he turns and, and, and then turns. Right. logo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was announced in fall 2007, or sorry, summer 2007, and revealed as fall 2008. Okay. Which means the thing, the 
thing I went to at Bethesda was pro- probably was in April, and it was just embargoed until mm, right because we were all working on magazines sure, back then yeah, with, yeah. with lead times. Finnegan, are you are you uh, on the 2015 train, or are you on what do you think? So I am terrible with this kind of stuff, <laughs> making these types of predictions. But 2015 does seem awfully soon to mm-hmm. me. So I'm going to go ahead and say early next year. All right. All right. Yeah. Like I would say Q1 spring early. spring window. Yeah. Well, remember we talked about how like lately we've seen games do well in that uh, sort of time period as opposed to the heavily crowded sort of pre-holiday season yeah. where we see games release. Uh, I think it would just be a smart business decision to release it then and... Uh, you know, you have the ability as a developer to sort of polish off the game and make sure it's not buggy and people are, you know, it's something worth shipping and then go for it. Even if it's already been in development four years, I still think it seems too soon for this year. Fair enough. I will add, too, that no matter when this game ships, whether it's fall this year or sometime in 2016, I think this is a game where, like Grand Theft Auto V, you will see other games delay yeah. to get the hell away from it. Mm-hmm. This is a game you do not want to be in the... Blast radius of oh god no <laughs> it drops no I, I had to I, I had to not bad I'm sorry <laughs> not bad at all all right you're so getting that, a, I was in the kill zone of that joke <laughs> <laughs> you're irradiated have cancer, have cancer yeah, yeah. I'm sorry oh my goodness all right Mitch yes sir hot scoops this morning some hot scoops. Black Tusk Studio is no more. Rest in peace, Black Tusk Studio. Gears of War is canceled. No, the Black Tusk <laughs> Studio, the guys who were making the next Gears of War, headed up by Rod Ferguson, have been renamed The Coalition, which is a very Gears of War name. Like, oh, come on! Their logo is very much like a cog. It spins around like a chainsaw. It's all very Gears of War, and that's because this is now basically... Like 343 is for Halo, these guys are for Gears. Coalition uh-huh. is a Gears of War studio. Their name I- on Twitter is Coalition Gears. This this is what they do now. Black Tusk has become Coalition. They have become Microsoft's Gears of War studio. Hmm. I liked Black Tusk as a name. I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Black Tusk yeah. was cool so name. good. Yeah, um, I get why they changed it. Their logo it. was cool. I mean, if they're just Gears of War, like that's sure. the rest of their ten, next 10 years right. anyway. Um, Which it is. Yeah, then, all right, I get it. I mean, it's a Gears of War thing too, right? Like, yeah. The, the cop. God, I'm... So Go ahead, soldiers Mitch. are called Tell us about Cog. The book. They, <laughs> Cog, which is an important part of the Gears of War universe, is the Coalition of Ordered Governments. The Gears work for Cog, which is why they're called Gears. Cogs are Gears. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah. I hate you Tell guys. Tell us about the Locust. <laughs> I can go on. Yeah, is there going to be a rival studio that opens up called, called Locust? <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, so they are the three self-acknowledged. They're they're the three four three of Gears of War. Yeah. I mean Andrew or somebody here. I think it was like Andrew Goldfarb. He's like, oh, like they're just the three four three, but for Gears. And right. then we read the post, and it's like, yep. When you that's, that's exactly, exactly what they're what saying. Like, yeah. When you hear three four three, you think Halo. When Breaking you hear news: Coalition, Lionhead Studios to be renamed Albion <laughs> Studios. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of feel bad, guys. For I mean, uh, maybe I'm over shooting it here but i kind of feel bad for the longtime employees there who that's gonna suck making well, all that money because creatively yes job security is good but yeah. like if those guys sign first of all because they were making a video game that wasn't gears of war mm-hmm. until they bought the microsoft bought the gears of war ip and hired rod ferguson and said okay these you guys were we're burning that old game to the ground, and you're making Gears of War now. And now it's you're making Gears of War for the rest of your lives. Yeah, three four three was specifically founded and set up 
to be a Halo studio. So if you were going to work there from day one or ever, you knew you were going to be passionate and working on Halo. You're, yeah. you're going to be working on Halo. But for any long timers there, they didn't ask. To, like They're kind of now sentenced to a lifetime of Gears of War, whether they want it or not. So it's like if they don't want to work on Gears of War, then it's like, well, boy, what have they been doing for the last right. five years of their lives? It's, so it's, I kind of feel <laughs> yeah. bad for them. I mean... Again, it's a good studio. They're going to uh, work on a thing that sells millions of copies, but it's just like they now have to leave if they want to go work on something that's not Gears of War related. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. Where's Black Tusk? Are they in Seattle? Vancouver. 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 Close enough. Um, <laughs> uh, Seattle, Seattle is just Canada. America's Vancouver. The, the, Gears of, the first Gears of War game they're doing is probably going to be announced at E3, come out a few years. I mean, they straight up said, like, hey, if you want to know what the future of Gears is, yeah. pay attention on And June. there's a stream is happening on the future of Gears of War, yeah. just the past of Gears of War, because it's the remake. <laughs> Master yeah. that's been oh, leaking I'm sure all over we'll, the I'm sure we'll see a Gears <laughs> My point 4. being, they could go any anybody who works, they could probably go anywhere they want after that if it's Maybe. good. Yeah, you know. it's entirely possible. So I'm not too know, worried man. about them landing on their feet. Like, and low, Vancouver has other developers too. Sort of low level artists and programmers aren't as valuable as leads. You know, if their passion though is indie projects. Oh well, sure. Then, but I mean, that's right. Yeah, you know, way, artists and programmers. I'd like to note that that was Sean Finnegan that said that, not any of the rest of us. I'm just saying, in the <laughs> hierarchy of things, like uh-huh. when it comes to people who are the most replaceable, it's programmers and artists, coders. Like it sucks because there's a lot of video game turnover, but that's right. where it all happens. Is there, you know? I don't know, man. Like programmers are in high demand. You that's need yeah. they those make people. Really good money. Yeah. No, but they're the people who you hire on to ship a game, and then once the game ships, you fire them. No, you fire the you testers. Fire QA. Yeah, well, that QA too. gets QA is the lowest. Also, if you have concept there. artists who are not doing anything for years after their work is done, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if they don't have a project to work on next, then they get the boot. Yeah, the but video you, game you need concept artists to like a lot keep that world. Well, yeah, the art, sort of the art unified. The yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we this also. I mean, not we assumed, of course, that especially once Microsoft bought the Gears IP, that we were going to be getting Gears of War games from now until the end of time. But this cements it. I mean, there will be... We can expect Gears of War probably every two years in some capacity, even if the maybe the... Like Halo, the mainline games have been every three years. So we'll see how black uh, coalitions, hmm. de- uh, dev timelines go. But I'm guessing they'll be... Side projects, but and and you know non coalition gears titles that are published under coalition's banner, like the Gears One remake that is allegedly in development at Splash Damage, mm-hmm. which is the studio that did Brink. You think it's just the first one, not like the first three or something? The inline skating movie. Well, all the leaks <laughs> indicate that it's just one. Gears One this okay. time. Yeah. I mean, if I get to play multiplayer on Canal, I'll be happy. Yeah, Canal. I won't be map. happy that I got to pay for it, but I'll yeah. be all right. Well. If anybody does leave that company, I'm sure their name will rise again. Nope. He's coming back. That worked. That worked. That worked really well. Working is different than being good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm annoyed by how... This is... Sorry, this is going to be Ryan in annoyed mode. Over the weekend, on Sunday specifically, Microsoft, the at Xbox account tweets out... The adventure begins June 15th, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm like, I, I think it was June 1st. Sorry, that's what I meant. June 1st. Yeah. I totally didn't say that. Mm. Uh, June 1st, and 
I tweeted back Got saying, you excited. Uh, guys, this makes it sound yeah, like the game, the game out. is out tomorrow. <laughs> an out yeah. Like, nope, that's not a thing. You weren't the only one either. I scrolled through the responses after I saw your tweet, and it was like 45 people going like, what? Is it out? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, okay, you're, you're teasing something for tomorrow that's not the release of the game. And what we get is a cinematic teaser of... Of what? Of wow. Lara climbing a rock and then a almost icy not climbing a rock. A big icy yeah. rock. And then yeah. she climbed a rock. Yeah. Right. A big icy rock. The end. Oh, yeah. she lit a flare. My bad. I forgot that part. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, you know, oh, tune more, tune more. And it's all CG. Yeah, I was going to say, no... you know what it was? It was a CG, like, animation of the box art. Yeah. Yeah, because that last Basically, shot of her standing... The... Like top of the cave, kind of right. Like they might in. as well yeah. just ended with it zooming out, and it's like, boom! Here's the box. That like, <laughs> yeah. that was awful. Like it was so dumb. It was that trailer accomplished nothing. I learned nothing. Well, they, they, except that Crystal they, Dynamics just wants to beat up Lara Croft. Hold on. <laughs> so on Sunday, they teased a teaser for for E3, which will itself. This is like, stop, guys, stop it, guys. It had it, that te- that trailer. Fallout Four had more than the rest of the Tomb Raider. That trailer had just like the Doom one that I ranted about on a week or two yeah. ago. Show had the opposite intended effect on me. It was supposed to get me pumped for more at E3. Actually, it just pissed me off. Like, it was totally. Just show me the game at E3. It Don't. Was a, it was a cutscene style version of five seconds of gameplay. Yeah. Like yeah, the concept of that, of that scene is five seconds of you look, you could climb a wall and then hitting <laughs> A to stop yourself and then climbing a ledge. Yeah. That's it. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, this is not interesting at all. Like the Call of Duty demo where they held up during the E3 yeah. press conference. Yeah, that was. Show great. me a trailer where a guy presses X to pay his respects yeah. and you've accomplished the same thing. Yeah, uh, they should have taken that trailer back to the drawing board, revamped it, if you will. There he's. There's my boy. Okay. Sometimes I just hate you so much. <laughs> you don't I, hate the segue. I didn't think the trailer was. Oh, I thought we were done. Sorry. Well, no, I just, yeah. He just yeah. like too ruined soon. your segue. I wanted like, to. Re- I wanted to echo like your sentiment no, on the trailer. Actually, like, it sorry. was a second time out. Yeah. <laughs> Over here. I just wanted to echo your sentiment. Like I didn't think I didn't have a negative reaction to mm-hmm. it. Like you guys did. I thought like it gives me the tone of what this game is because I didn't play the first Tomb Raider game. I mean, it's and really when I say the should. first, I mean the, yeah, the, the Crystal Dynamics reboot one. Yeah. Uh, I have it sitting on my desk. I just haven't opened it yet. <laughs> no excuses. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. But uh, it, 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 it certainly was very forgettable. Not impactful. Like, I don't remember much of it. I know there was a voiceover, but what she said, I can't really remember. Yeah. And then, like you pointed out, it's them beating her up again, which I kind of like because she's... To me, she's like this super resilient person. Sure. Which yeah, Mitch, you're you annoyed by the that. fact that she's just constantly just... <laughs> like, it's so... Under- like, when they started promoting Tomb Raider like two years ago or whatever, everything we saw was like, here's Lara enduring the war situation. She's smashing rocks. She's getting impaled. She's getting drowned. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it was everything but the death animations that bothered me in that game. Like, it was her almost dying and getting mm-hmm. just gross and Weren't the death battered. animations in that game, like, pretty horrific, though, at times? Yeah, they were awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's and awful. this, like, I'm not even like, oh, it's a lady. She can't take abuse. It's like, any time like, a video game is just that's about why... the crap out of the character, I'm like, this is... Not interesting. It sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's because she's a lady that I think the abuse is more effective. Like, that's... Remember, so... Yeah, but after a while, you're, you just get desensitized to it. You're like, okay, know. you're I mean, beating her up again. I get it. For me, it's it. really hard yeah. to see a woman... Like, develop her as a character also, if you're going to do that at Well, least, they did you know? that, too. Well, I mean, that right? was what that game was about, was her becoming, like, steeled. Yeah. yeah. She became strong and resilient because, like, by the time she get, This is my least favorite scene in Tomb Raider, because it... 
it simultaneously showed that like Laura doesn't care anymore because she's just like, how much worse can it get? But at the same time, it's like no human being falls into a pile of guts and gore <laughs> of other humans and crawls out of it and doesn't just vomit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like she yeah. got out and she was Press like, Press X to vomit. Ah, and like wiped herself down and proceeded and didn't have a single thought about the fa- the thing that just happened. <laughs> yeah, I think there were you pointed out some in, I think it was you who pointed out some inconsistencies where like that first bit of the game where she first oh, leads yeah. up to killing someone it just like a big monumental so I love, good. I love yeah. the game yeah. but it's and then amazing. right after that she's just like I'm killing 6,000 yeah. guys yeah. with no remorse <laughs> yeah. whatsoever like literally after, minutes like, later yeah. that's not there was no transition there well, at see, all that is the problem with like I think that actually that points at a deeper video game problem oh, or something yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To the that, was, that was a design yeah. issue yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, but like I, I don't know I mean I it didn't like I said not a really negative reaction for me just a little bit of a forgettable one well it's just like, for me it's just like Mitch said look at the the, the fallout reveal like you said it's not memorable yeah Fallout 4 trailer Very super memorable, memorable. Yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of really great shots the the dog hook is really well, good yeah. the music is excellent what's coming in the future yeah like, like which this did not do it gives you a lot to think about where this is like what did I, why did I watch that? Also, side note is like the voiceover. It didn't sound like Camilla it's Ludington. Camilla. It is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. She it was is. great. Uh, also, she just is great in general. I was like, she's great in the game, yes, but she's also just. We had her on up at noon, and she's yep. a fantastic person. Uh, glad to see. I she's just back hope at it. the word uh, "rise" in the title doesn't doesn't ruin this video game like it ruined the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that. Quick, other movies with rise that are good. I can't think can't of find any because yeah. apparently the word that's like the secret code word to ruin anything. Is the second Apes movie the remake? Is that, that rise? Was rise. The, rise. That's rise. Pretty good. I it was probably fine. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, see I saw it. It was good. It felt like the trailer too. was missing something. I love the Dark Knight. Rises. Go ahead. You're, it's okay now. Just like the, just like the Xbox One controller, which recently uh, got a revamp, or at least it's uh, rumored to have a revamp. Oh, it's no, not I think rumored. It's confirmed. It's yeah. confirmed. It's, okay. there were just making sure. See the box. Yep. Yeah. Photos of <laughs> Saw it. the box. Yeah. So um, apparently, the only difference is that it has that 3.5 millimeter jack in the bottom so that you can listen to audio. Well, instead of a proprietary Should have been built in. Thing. That thing I keep yeah. having to borrow from you. Yep, yeah. that <laughs> adapter. Because you have the only one in the world. <laughs> I have one at home. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, I've got yeah. one. I've instead got two a, actually. Really? Just, two different ones. Two I don't even know brands. where they come from. Do you have to buy those in like separate yeah, You have to box. buy them it's in like a, a box. Thing. Does it cost $5? No. What it's I like want to know is the the company line from Microsoft when because you know people called them out on this like why it, it should be whoops our bad yeah. <laughs> that should be the company when, when line. the console launched and it and it had this proprietary jack they were like well it's a proprietary new proprietary audio codec there's too much in the it's, controller it's, it's, it's like it's... higher fidelity and to be fair like no. yes audio chat the the chat quality on Xbox One is fantastic yeah it's great. But so, what does this mean now? Like, were we were we lying about that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah they were. Also, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe they fixed it, and they're like, we figured out how to fix those proprietary well, then, codec problems. Now? Say that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like brag, like, yo, we 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 solved this problem because we have some awesome wizards down yeah. in R and D. They cracked yeah. it. And now we can do this, but because we know that you want it. So yeah, it's kind of annoying. Like that's you know, messaging then versus now is sort of annoying, but. Point is, I mean, I am definitely happy that any controllers you buy going forward, you won't need to buy a horrible $10 adapter anymore. Yeah. I have a question. How are the headsets going to work? Because that the was my old big question headsets, too. They, you the, have to well, unplug the audio thing like and plug the in volu- the headset. The, you mean the volume and the mute thing are built into the, the plug-in as well. So the, the proprietary yeah. adapter is... For just a headset to yeah, chat. Yeah, like the default headset. To chat. It plugs in and you yeah. can't use 
the the gameplay audio. Thing. I would have to. God, my guess is that they'll sell a new headset. I guess. Oh, I haven't seen it. No. Did they already show like what the bottom of the controller looks like? Because my guess is uh, it would be it. the same thing with a jack for 3.5. Oh, that would be great. Because that way your old stuff still works. You don't but, have to replace your headset, and you can plug oh, in man. like your iPhone headphones if you want to like listen to game audio and chat at night. That's, like, that's what the, I want. That's the best thing about the yeah. PS4 controller is like, oh, I'll just plug in my iPhone headphones and I'm good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the ability to be able to plug in any headphones, like even just your iPhone headphones, that's a huge advantage of the PlayStation 4 controller. But I feel like, I don't know, Microsoft's long-term game always seemed to be kind of like to replace the Xbox party chat system with the Skype codec because they bought Skype and now it's like yes. integrated uh, into their system. So it seems like I'm surprised there's probably just... a lot more going on on the back end I'm from sure. a technical yeah. aspect. Uh, have, that they want to do in the future. Have any of you guys used Skype on your Xbox One? Yeah, I use it. I use it constantly when Party Chat was broken. You did. Yeah. Okay. Just I, just want, do it I was all just the time wondering. Because, yeah, no, I haven't useful. used it. I use yeah. Skype for oh. all my PC gaming stuff too. It's like, great. We don't use TeamSpeak. I mean, like, have you used it on Skype? your Xbox One? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's great. Why? The just interface I was just wondering sucks, if you guys did because I haven't. Yeah, like I was just about to say the UI is a little weird and it's kind of hard to like add people to calls yeah. or like mm-hmm. join calls or I would but use like, it, I would use it on a computer separately yeah. and then use my extra sure, yeah. like, like bring I, your laptop out I've been playing yeah, a lot exactly. of I've been playing a lot of Destiny with Alfredo and he streams and so to be part of the conversation you got to be on Skype with yeah. him and yeah. so we're always on Skype me him and a couple of other dudes and the quality of audio is so great there's very little lag or like uh uh, you know, delay at all, and uh, it's reliable, and it's actually nice. Yeah, I yeah. Like Skype it. gets a lot of hate, man. I like Skype a lot. But yeah. So, point being, for this new slightly revamped controller, I applaud it. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that uh, it has the 3.5 jack built in. We won't need an adapter anymore because for me, this is the Xbox One controller is the is the best. It's I mean, a so, subjective yeah. opinion, but I think it's the best gaming controller. No, nope. objective uh, fact. <laughs> You're wrong if you disagree. The tri- triggers are awesome. Yeah. The uh, sticks are fantastic. Staggered the, sticks too, yeah, which is something I, I like yeah, way better. My only thing so with that controller, yeah. and this is like, I don't know, we're, we're talking two years out from this thing's launch. The right and left bumper. Yeah, I don't like the bumpers. I don't like the bumpers. A lot of people They're say weird. that. I don't have yeah. any issue so with the bumpers. Do you, you, nice. you play with nice. hooked fingers, though? Because I, I like rest my fingers on top of it, and I feel like I need to use the bottom of my finger to hit that button. No, I, I just reach up for them when I need them. Okay. I like roll. I like kind of, I, I press uh, the I, pl- I press the bumper with like, not my finger, but like, like the, the, inside? the knuckle part of my interesting. finger, you know? Like I just kinda... This is really impossible to talk about if you don't have the Yeah, if you don't have a controller, it's very difficult to demonstrate. Or if you're just listening to the audio, you're like, what are these guys on about? Imagine a hand. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah, look for the new uh, 3.5 millimeter headset jack enabled Xbox One controller. I'm sure it will be official at E3. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be like, and it's out now. Yeah, probably almost certainly. Today. So, uh, if you're thinking about buying a new controller, maybe Wait. hold off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're so gonna slightly. go on sale. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Got to write down the time code. Yep. I could have got... made a, a headphone segue into Guitar Hero, but I couldn't come up with anything clever. So instead, so, you'll just read the headline. Yeah, uh, pretty Guitar good. Guitar Hero Live's next ten songs were announced. Um, Ryan, I know you're not happy about this. Well, it's just I mean, just so there's a couple not quite here. what you were looking for. They've, they've been doing a thing uh, on their the Guitar Hero Facebook page, which we cover every week on IGN. It's tracklist to hashtag tracklist Tuesday. Which is fine. They're announcing like 10 songs a week. Right. This week, All the power uh, Queen, Alice in Chains, Bullet for My Valentine, uh, Deep Val... De- Deep Valley. Uh, someone with a, a spelling problem. Wolf Mother, <laughs> uh, Weezer, Angus and Julia Stone, Catfish and the Bottlemen, Neon Trees, and New Politics. 
which okay, so we're still some seem I've, okay. I've heard of half yeah. of those bands, sure. mm-hmm. and again, I understand discovering music through the music games is great too. It is great, and I understand that Guitar Hero is not being made for me. I'm too old. It is being made for the twenty somethings, for the childrens, for the kids. But the other thing that I was actually specifically dug into this: uh, these songs are not all on disc songs. Oh, are they for they, Guitar Hero TV? They oh, are. No. Well, they're uh, it's, it's a mix. These are just songs that they will have eventually. I think they are interesting. But they're not explicitly lying to anyone, but I think mm-hmm. they're allowing people to believe that these tracks that they're announced, these 10 tracks they announce every Tuesday are all on disc tracks and that is not the case. We don't huh. know which of these songs will actually Man. ship with the game that you pay for and which ones will be as a, <clears throat> you know, subs- presumably subscription-based Guitar Hero we TV. Should. So Activision, uh, please stop like giving me reasons to not this. to like your game. <laughs> so, you know? I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not accusing, yeah. I'm not saying... I'm, I'm saying not, this is another reason why I'm not going to buy Guitar Hero Live. I'm just saying that I. it would be nice if if uh, Activision would be a little more clear about this, like mm-hmm. even put a little asterisk that says next to certain songs denotes on disc, you know, denotes out of the box track. They didn't just, do that? How'd you find out then? They just I called don't, it No, up. no, these are, th- that's what I'm saying is the ones I just read, yeah. just like every week with these track list Tuesdays are a mix of on-disc songs and oh. stuff they'll have later. That's shady. So, yeah. Not a fan of uh, that. Don't do that. Yeah, we still Tell only Tell us what's know, on the disc. Yeah. We yeah. still only know the first six songs for Rock Band 4, but uh, I can assure you that as soon as Harmonix is ready to confirm more, we will have it. Yeah, totally. or the ones you know that they've announced are definitely there, like when you buy the game. Yeah. Yeah, like imagine seeing us, uh, seeing one of these. What is it? A, so, a tweet, Facebook, Facebook post, post. whatever. Mm-hmm. That uh, imagine seeing a Facebook post like that and being like, "I love these songs." Right. And then you go by the game and they're not there. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that would be the biggest like sting. So that's yeah. what's active. What Activision's doing. Meanwhile, at Harmonix, I like. Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> Continue. Keep yeah. going. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Rock Band uh, 360 instruments are a hundred percent going to work on Xbox One. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that is awesome. They, yeah. They've been. They were. They'd been saying the whole time since they announced the game back in March, we are hoping for this to happen. We're working with Microsoft and Sony, but they would, had been very, very careful to not promise anything. Now they're promising. Yeah, uh, this, this is good. This is great. It's going to save you money. You're not going to have to buy new instruments if you kept your old ones. I think this is great for the consumer. It's, it's ha- also I mean, yeah. it's nothing it good. There's yeah. nothing bad about this. Yeah. Hasn't Rock Band also? It's kind of gone along with their philosophy, which is like your old DLC and songs and all that stuff is transferring over Correct. as well, right? Yep. So it's kind of just like part and parcel. Yeah. Of this whole like, hey, the experience you paid, like bought and paid for before well, is coming with you. One of like the that. one of the IGN commenters good on them uh, yeah. on this article made a good point, and I've actually I've personally witnessed this. Just just like walking my dog around the neighborhood. If you go to like a flea market or garage sale, you can you could probably get set. like people getting rid of their rock band gear. You probably get yourself a guitar for a dollar at yeah. somebody's somebody's garage sale yeah. or flea market. Or now just buy you, the dumpster. Now that you know <laughs> now that you know it's gonna work. So it's all there. That's I mean oh that's all good news. I should point out on Xbox, it's going to require an adapter, which they just said will be low cost. Hmm. And that's that's not to ten bucks and under. I would That's suspect I that would means guess, ten. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree I'd with probably you. guess like five or. Something. I'll bet it's ten. Yeah, nine ninety nine. A betting man, which nine ninety nine. We never yeah. make bets on this show. I <laughs> could just imagine Destin like seeing a bunch of instruments and, at like someone's garage sale and then going up and buying them, and someone's like, "What are you interested in these for?" And he's like, "I'm starting a band." And, uh, <laughs> so I, I spoke to Harmonix about this, and the reason it is not to 
to uh, bilk you out of money because uh, I think I think Harmonics has made it clear that they're trying to service fans as much as I mean they're as they genuinely can. like not to just kind of like play the, play, play up those guys because they were our IGN first or anything but like genuinely that is a studio that is the, probably the least greedy video game developer that is true. I've ever yeah. that is a fact. seen in my life yeah like, and, and we've been too. to a lot of gaming studios in our <laughs> yeah, time yeah there are some greedy ones for <laughs> and, sure and so yeah. the, they're not one of them the reason is and it's it's purely a technical reason it's because the the wireless communication protocol on the 360 is completely different than the one on Xbox One so they need a, a physical adapter they need a handshaker to talk yeah. to each other whereas on PS3 and PS4, it's both Bluetooth. It's just Bluetooth. And so, you know, the PS3 instruments had a had a dongle on PS3. So you just I love use, that word. I mean, isn't it great? It's, it's a, such favorite. a great word. <laughs> my Dongle's favorite. So funny, and I don't know why. It is fantastic. <laughs> dongle. So you, uh, the the existing PS3 dongle will work. Just plugging it into to PS4. But here's yeah, a, so three Xbox owners have to buy a, a cheap adapter. So what are you going to do? Here's a question. It's uh, cheaper than buying a whole new guitar or drums. That's Absolutely. true. Guitar Hero instruments would work with Rock Band. So will these work with this adapter? So I specifically asked, I followed up after yeah. our story went up. I reached out to our contact at Harmonix. And again, they just, he was, they were careful. They're not promising anything because it's not Maybe. their stuff. They just yeah. said it should work, but they were very, very careful yeah. not to promise anything. Yeah. But that's but yeah, smart. I would the imagine same, they talk the same it's way. Gotta yeah. Work. Yeah, it's they don't work. care what instrument you use, just they enjoy don't. their game. Yeah. So yeah. if you've if you've still got uh, any of the old Guitar Hero instruments, which they made some really good guitars, yeah. I didn't like yeah. the Guitar Hero drums. Yeah, they had the weird symbols. But I love yeah the Guitar Hero drum uh, guitars are fantastic. Those should work with this mm. adapter if you've got cool. it. Cool. Take us out of here. Also cool. Wait, wait. Oh yes, take us out as into the next story. No, no, not yeah the next story. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like this next story. Somebody else can. Uh, so <laughs> I also don't like this next <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah. I don't think anyone here likes that. This next yeah. story. Uh, E3 but is audience going is to gonna be. Love it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. E3. Come on. It has a good headline for the for the audience. E3. You can come to E3 yeah, potentially. E3 maybe. is now open to the public, kind of. Sort of. Yeah. You know what E3 so is missing? Why five thousand people who yeah. aren't working? So four. <laughs> Four to five thousand tickets are being handed out by the ESEA to vendors who bring a lot of business to the show. So like Square Enix and the EA and yeah. like Sony, Microsoft. So these people can hand out like so, specifically to uh, tickets to certain people yeah, the ESA, who are not part of the press. The ESA has not is... announced when or how these tickets are going to be made. They're running available. out of yeah. time. All we know is that like uh, actually, if you've been following some of these game companies on Twitter, uh, like Square's the first one I saw, but Square's like. They put out a tweet that's like, do you want to come to E3? Follow us on Twitter and tell us why, and you may get a crazy like code in a DM Be or something like that. Because I want to come it's a, to E3? It's a brilliant marketing strategy, and I'm, I guarantee you it gener generated them a lot of followers. But like, like you guys all pointed out, the last thing that show needs is an extra 5,000 people walking around and there. This, I, I'm going to sound entitled, but... Uh, this is for like uh, investors yeah. and press, yeah. and it's already overcrowded. I don't need five thousand more people trying to play Fallout Four so that I can do a piece about your game and yeah. give you free advertising. So yeah, it does. You know? It is. It is awfully difficult to. Well, not. I wouldn't call it awfully difficult. You put yourself in a little bit of a predicament, saying that this isn't a good thing because you're telling people who can't presumably get into the show that mm -hmm. they don't deserve to be there but listen man like i've worked that show i'm one of the guys who's on the floor every day and it is packed and it is difficult to get what you need to do done to get where and you're it's going your job. yeah like yeah. 
it's my job to go out and cover these games so that I can yeah. put them up on the site so that our viewers and our listeners and our readers can get that content. Yeah. And every one, every two, every three, every four, five thousand people there that is preventing me from doing that just so that they can play the games, like that actually ends up hurting what we do as a business. Yeah. That being said, if I was a teenager again, because uh, oh, when, yeah. when I was a teenager, you'd be ecstatic. Before right? E3, there was CES in Vegas. That's where the games were. I oh, always yeah. wanted to go to CES in Vegas to see video games that I would read about in EGM. So if I were a teenager now, I would. This would be like the coolest thing ever. This for is me. the golden I, ticket. I would. Yeah, it's Willy Wonka's. Exactly. I would do anything to to be able yep. to, to get the chance to go to E3. And it is a total like I totally share that sentiment. But being on the inside of the industry has really warped my perspective. <laughs> in that so way, right? like, here's how I got my first opportunity to go to E3, and I couldn't afford it. I wrote for an outlet for like a year, and then I had a chance. Maybe like that was your reward. You got to go to E3. <laughs> you got you know? entered the lottery. And then they were like, "Yeah, you can come if you, but you have to pay your own flight and hotel." And I couldn't afford it, so I couldn't go to like the big one where the PS2 and the the Wii and stuff were revealed. Wow. So Bummer. that sucked. I went the next year, though. Yeah. But the point is, I had to do something to be given that chance and not just tweet at some major company <laughs> and win a lottery. Yeah. Here's yeah. like angry. Man. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's coming out. Uh, I'd like to, I want to give everybody a pro tip. Should you, dear listener or viewer, be one of the people that earns himself a, uh, a, pass into E3. Congratulations. Here's a here's a pro tip for you. Don't even waste your time uh, lining up for whatever the big thing <laughs> Nintendo is yeah. showing. Yeah. So as the show is now, which is, you know, there are a lot of uh, retail, like Best Buy employees, GameStop folks, uh, the, for whatever the big thing Nintendo is showing, whether it's, uh, you know, a theater presentation of Zelda, which won't be this year, or whatever it is year after a year. A hypothetical Metroid. Actually, it's probably Star Fox. Yeah. Because they talked so, about that yeah. already. The line for Nintendo, the main, whatever the star attraction at Nintendo's booth is, is literally so long. and and That's not, the press line. Not, that's the no, early that's press not, line. No, I'm talking about the... Oh, it, when it opens? Yeah. yeah. It is so long that... That's all you would do for the entire day is wait on that line to see that one thing. I would advise you, yeah, don't waste don't do your that. time. Do it Watch it on day. the internet or read about it on IGN and go see other see things. Other guys that's, show. that's the other thing is while it would obviously be like as a, <clears throat> as a non-industry person, an opportunity of a lifetime to go see E3 if you're a big video games person. Like those of us who've worked the show know that it actually <laughs> – like experiencing the show is actually better done from your computer. Dude, I straight actually, up – I was yeah, – I on true. the third day of E3 like two or three years <clears> ago. It was before I was at IGN. I was on the show floor <clears> on the third day and I finally for the first time got to West Hall. Oh, my. <laughs> and I got there and I was like, holy – they announced a new Mario? Yeah. <laughs> what? what yeah. And it's like that is the life. You are on the floor and you do you are well, oblivious to everything. You are not covered. You're, you're Two in the, wings. You're in yeah. the eye of the hurricane yeah. and you can't yeah. see everything that's going on. That being said – I wouldn't trade being at E3 for anything. No, I love great. being there yeah. every yes. year. It's so much fun. It is our it's Christmas morning stretched out over like four days. Yep. Although now five, thanks to Bethesda going on Sunday night. But uh, E3 is a blast. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. if you get to yeah. go through this like five thousand extra passes thing to the public. Just like I said, just skip Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Read about that later. Inve use your time. You have to budget your time wisely. And Nintendo. Will not be yeah, a good use because you're going to start waiting in a lot of lines. Two things. That's what's going to happen. Please forgive us if we are in a rush and can't hang out and see. Oh, you. Yes. Yeah. 
Two, number two. Yeah. Let's say see, hi if you can. Please do. Yeah. 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 It's uh, going to be hi, hi. I got to go. Sorry. So this is the thing. Yeah. I totally yeah. forgot about this. Max Scoville started this at PAX. I want to keep it going. Uh, if you see Marty Sleva at E3, oh. <laughs> just yell the word Battletoads at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just yell Battletoads at Marty. Just to just to cause him a little like just to make him twitch just to make make a blood vessel just burst in his <laughs> eye. This is amazing. It was it's enormously so successful and very funny at PAX. But yeah, uh, <laughs> if you do happen to run into me, it's actually more likely that I'll literally run into you as I'm dashing to my next appointment because yep. the convention center is enormous and you got to get to your. Hey man, next great to meet you. I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. Love you. See you at Unlocked <laughs> yeah. uh, 200 next week. Woo! Bye. All right. E3. I hope this isn't this 5,000 tickets every year isn't permanent. Oh, I certainly hope not. Yeah. Because... You know what is permanent? <laughs> Evolve. <laughs> yeah. Man, you gotta, like, put your heart in this one. Take Jesus. two CEO strikes. I, I want you to bring C's your... Evolve as a permanent franchise. Bring your... I want you to bring your A-game next week I, because I didn't think last. that was that bad. <laughs> if... Oh, Jesus Christ. If you're this bad on the live show, you gotta, you gotta warm up, man. <laughs> All right, I'll work on it. By the but way, yeah. should I... I guess next week I'll announce our special guest for the Microsoft Xbox pre and post show that I'm hosting. I'll wait till next week. Sure. Probably a good that. idea. We're yeah. hosting a pre and post show? Yeah, the the, the pre show <laughs> and post show for the Xbox conference. I don't know, like what if we can't do a show next week? Well it can't be me. Well, we're, there's there. going to be a podcast next week. It's just a matter of if it's audio or if it's filmed. If it's yeah. filmed. All right. I'll, I'll so. make sure we'll, it gets we'll try, Yeah, we'll try and get it. Remind, I'll bring my yeah. personal crappy camera if I have Remind to. Remind me, guys, <laughs> next week to announce who our, who the, our special guest is, for the specifically for the Xbox show, the okay. Xbox We pre-book. could record Monday. Uh, whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever. We'll figure it yeah, out there's next options. week. It's, it's all fine. good. Yeah. Anyway, evolve, Destin. So evolve. Uh, I don't like that game very much. Uh, Take Two CEO <laughs> Strauss really Selnick. It gets so I, much. It's I just, just. I didn't like Left 4 Dead that much either, and I know what? that's like really. Wait a minute. Wow. I'm You're fired. The, the podcast. Just not, look, I'm allowed to not be into every filthy. game that everybody likes. <laughs> filthy casual. You know? Filthy <laughs> yeah. casual. This they're good scrub. games. I understand why they're good games. They're just not for me. You know. I understand. Um, I'm the same with Fallout and Skyrim. Destin's like, tastes are of yep. a different. All right, ilk. so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolve. Like Mitch doesn't like Fallout, and I what? love Fallout. I love Evolve is an it. excellent video Sorry. game yeah. that got a stink of overpriced DLC and yeah. not enough content yep. attached to it. With whether that's fair or not, which it half is and half isn't, it's a good video game. It is, but it seemingly yeah. didn't sell that well. But uh, it's a permanent franchise, according to Take Two CEO Strauss Zelnick, who sees it that way. Yeah, he says, quote, I think we come out of that experience, meaning shipping the Evolve, yeah. reminding ourselves we have to have a strong single-player opportunity, but we knew that about Evolve. Okay, then, um, then where was it? Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. He continues, quote, we think we've developed another permanent IP, but if there were something lacking, I would say it, was, it would be that it was probably a bit too multiplayer-focused which we knew all along. Yeah. So again, why was it like that? Yeah. So this, my thing is that I so bet I the publisher campaign. knew they tried to get them to make a campaign, and the game that that developer was making in the time they had with the money they had was multiplayer only, no campaign. Yeah. Campaigns are not cheap. Yeah. No, it would have taken probably another nine to twelve months. Yeah. All new mocap, voice acting cast. Oh sure. You know, level design. Potential. More writers. Or at least bring in the existing cast to do the mocap. New writer, levels. Concept yeah. art. Level so, design. I didn't play Evolve, yeah. but is there any like context to yes the they're, story they're of what you're it's doing? Very, there? It's very light. Yeah, okay. but they kind of set up a universe. And, it. Right. Yeah. Because that's that that is my biggest complaint. Is like as someone who I mean, 
single-player campaigns contextualize what you're actually doing as part of the game and kind of what you're there for. And without that, you have to really, really rely on the strongest and deepest gameplay in order to get legs. And it just takes... Like, you don't make games like that very yeah. often. I'll anymore. say that's why I'm confused about Battlefront. Like, if you want a Star Wars story related to Battlefront, you have three films. <laughs> the blessing and the curse of Evolve for me was we were blessed to play a ton of that game before it came out between preview events and E3 and IGN first PAX, month we did. every PAX. And, yeah. and I had an amazing time because every time I did that, it was with you guys. It was with my friends. When the game came out, I actually didn't play it uh, when it finally came out because I kind of felt we, like I had the experience I'd already. done it already. And since there, there was, if, but if there'd been a single player campaign, I definitely would have played that. Well, you probably own, so. would have played that beforehand too though. Uh, not yeah. all of it. There's yeah, no way true. I would have that's played true. the whole thing since yeah. I didn't review the game. But uh-huh. So it seems like not only will Evolve 2 happen, which, again, given the sort of anecdotal circumstances and evidence around that game is mm-hmm. maybe something of a surprise. There will seemingly be an Evolve 2, and we can basically bank on it having a full-blown <clears throat> single-player campaign, yeah. which is also what we're hoping and expecting from Titanfall 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This game is my is. big question, though, is Titanfall 2 will certainly be in development at Respawn. Do you guys think that Evolve 2 will happen at Turtle Rock? Because that is a studio that mm. walked away from Left 4 Dead 2. Mm. Like well, Valve made that. Oh. What I else? think at this point they're, they have to. Well, it's not like they have some... You know. It's not like they have a long history of walking away after sure. and not doing sequels. Sure, and it's not yeah. like they are anti-campaign necessarily, but their bread and butter is really, really smart multiplayer design. That's true. Just, have our meetings with those guys. They seem like they love Evolve so, and they love working on Evolve. So I don't see why they would be against doing a sequel. Yeah. You're suggesting maybe farming out the campaign to a different developer. Or even Evolve the sequel. Too. Like oh, they so. might want to move on, right? Like they don't, like every game they've done has been different and new. And I wonder yeah. if they do Evolve, if they're even going to be involved in a sequel. It could happen. It's possible. It's possible. I think the more likely scenario would be the campaign yeah, being farmed me, yeah. out while, while to like Turtle a, Rock to works another 2K studio yeah. or something. Uh, maybe like yeah, 2K Australia or something like that. Yeah. I still the 2K Australia game we never got to play, which was XCOM. Yeah, the first person Man. Bioshock style game. That, oh yeah, I went and saw that with you. Oh, that yep. never. Oh wow, remember it got scrapped and then th- it started. They it, restarted with something else, and start, it became the bureau, and, and then it eventually released as the bureau. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I saw that game. But it was totally different as the bureau. Like, yes. when it finally oh, yeah. came out, I remember yeah. seeing that at E3 like three years in a row behind closed doors yep. and then it came out and I was like that's not yeah. even anything no, it was the, totally the, different the yeah. vertical slice that I saw I wrote a cover story on it that's published that. and exists yep. yeah. in, in OXM was it was basically it was a first person game called XCOM set in the 50s it was your uh, XCOM was based was set like their their HQ was underneath the like the bowels of an air force base yeah, yeah. Uh, and you could wander freely in that between missions. And then I was excited to play that game. And yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the vertical slice mission was set in Flagstaff, Arizona, and you wandered through the neighborhood uh, in, in this house, like invest in the, the, the aliens were this black goo, mm-hmm. which was cooler than it sounds, yeah. than what I'm <laughs> describing it as. But it was very spooky. There was sort of a f- like photo, you'd t- like take pictures. It's it very Bioshock. I mean, you were like kind of a Pinkerton guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. and then the the like crazy geometric freak alien thing forms up in the sky and starts like shooting shooting at you. giant lasers to to try and kill you. And then it had a it had a Mass Effect time slowdown mechanic and stuff like that, right? 
I yeah, you would give combat. orders to your guys, I yeah. think, and it would you control your. Oh yeah, characters. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's game that I still want to play that version. Of I like that anyway. game. I was really excited about that. But yeah, so Evo- I, I suspect Evolve Two will probably get announced maybe next year's E3. Who knows? Maybe maybe that's too soon. I don't. Know, I would but. be excited to play that campaign because those character designs are really cool. I like their banter in the ship. I would love to know more yeah. about their story. Well, and the AI is already built. I mean, you can play yeah. Evolve yeah. by yourself, and the AI is actually very competent on yeah. both yeah. the the friendlies and the the monsters. I've, I've lost to AI monsters. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So. This is all good news. I'm I'm totally down for an Evolve 2 that has a proper single-player campaign uh, and, you know, other improvements. Sean Finnegan. <laughs> yeah. I would like you to tell us, please, what we can spend our money on this week on Xbox. Yeah, so on the digital front, we have Game of Thrones Episode 4, Sons of Winter. That's $5. We're only to Episode 4, huh? Uh, that's supposed to be, like, a really good episode, it was, Yeah, it Dan was Stapleton loved it. I, I yeah. play it. liked it. I, I heard I a lot it, of yeah, good. It was good. Uh, I'm still kind of waiting. There were a couple of great scenes, and the rest of it was fine. Do we know that there are five episodes? Six. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to wait even more time. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I played just the, the first one. Pass. And I, well, I have the season pass. Oh. I'm Start just going to, well, no. You're, you want to play it as one. Yeah, I want to play it as one continuous okay. thing. I don't like this whole, like, let's play an episode, wait two and a half months, and then come back to and you're like, what was happening? Like, <laughs> well, fortunately, uh, Telltale has addressed that. They've now started doing, like, previously on. Yeah, things. which helps, mm-hmm. but. Just like actually the show has too. Yeah. Game of Thrones the show has started doing that. Yeah. yeah. Man, last week's Which, episode was so good. Oh my so good. So yeah. good. Hard Home was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk spoilers, obviously, but if you haven't good seen episode. that, that should be like maybe the very next thing you decide <laughs> oh to do. God. Yeah. That last twenty minutes is just spectacular. What else? Yeah. Uh, moving on, we have the Evil Within digital bundle, which is eighty dollars. Don't so get Xbox that. Oh, One wait, includes all of the season pass content. I feel what like we that? talked about that before. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Don't get that. Oh yeah, no, don't buy it used or sorry, something. I There's think, so many I think other actually, ways you this can is, get Sorry, this is left over from last week. This oh yeah, it's, okay. it's, this is old. Uh, never yeah, mind nothing, any of nothing that. Nothing came stuff. out this week. At least nothing in. Keep major. going. I'm gonna bring it up on oh. Smart Glass and yeah. see what we can find the, out. Uh, right. Skip to Marketplace. Yeah, that's... got it. Skipping on to Marketplace. Over the weekend, Halo Three ODST came out. I got a code while I was playing Destiny, and I was like, oh. Thank you. You know what I, I found like out? Three in the morning. I want to talk about my absolute favorite feature on Xbox One. Microsoft sent me a code for that. Like that's how it arrives. You could redeem yeah. the code and then you just yeah. redeem code redeem and it's the there. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I did that. I was like, I was playing Destiny and I got a message and it was like, this isn't from someone I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I opened it, it's like, here's your code for Master Chief, uh or for you know, yeah, yeah the it says MCCC yeah. Halo 3 ODST. Yeah, man. And I was like, Okay, cool. And then I was like, how I gotta have to write this code down? And I was like, wait, yeah. there's a dot button. Oh my yeah. god, so, so I good. click it and it's like redeem, boom, done. There. Yeah. Awesome. Don't forget. This also has the relic map for Halo 2 Anniversary, the seventh map, mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, which is really good. I just ran around. I haven't actually played a match on it yet, but I'm going to be – I'm actually reviewing. Yeah. I'm going to review ODST. Oh, because, awesome. Nice. Because, if you need a teammate, let me know. Yeah, yeah I'll call yeah. up well, with you. Yeah, if there's... Uh, Aren't you guys doing that on the live? Yeah, we're playing it live on Friday. Yeah, we're going to play it live on Friday, too, if you want to 1 p.m. Pacific, Friday. Because yeah. it is, if you if you aren't getting it free, because people it's people who bought it before, like, I think it was maybe early December. Like, the first, basically, the people that bought it the first month, Master the people that purchased Master Chief Collection the first month it was out, those are the people that are getting ODST for free. Because it was so bugged when it... I thought launched. it had That's something to do with... Yeah. Everybody yeah. else... It's five dollars. Yeah. Now to be pretty that, good. Man, that five dollars. Yeah. Th- this does not include Firefight, which sucks. But hey, five bucks is pretty cheap. So I'm actually 
I'm going to review ODST because it's uh, – I already have some – new thoughts on it coming back to it wow like five years later as opposed to what i thought so <clears throat> go see that yeah, destiny like, easter egg oh wait. <laughs> yeah well, I, actually, let's, talk, let's that. talk about that yeah. right let's talk about i laugh that. so why why did they take it out right it's so ridiculous so salty uh, yeah hold on uh so frank o'connor uh-huh. you know, the yeah this was addressed right this was yeah because this you, Neo Gaff did the same thing. Yeah. Like this is ridiculous. Super so pain. wait, let's this back up lame. even further. If you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> there is an Easter egg in Halo Three ODST about the, on Destiny, yeah. which which was about in Destiny. there before, long before Destiny was ever announced. Yeah. It's a it's a poster. Yeah. on some of the on a wall in like a totally small circle. It has a picture of Earth and it yeah. says Destiny awaits. It's meant to be like a travel yeah. poster. Yeah, yeah. for. But of course, it ended up. It was a. It's, it was an Easter egg for yeah. their next Destiny. game. Yeah. Now it's been removed, which Frank explained on NeoGaf, not as a petty move, but he says it was to avoid any potential legal troubles. I believe him. Other than like, they weren't using the logo in any yeah. way. It's literally yeah. just so. I, it seems a little skip, but whatever. But it's, it did. It did hit. We're well, worried about the legal right? implications in this game that we are literally plagiarizing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they bought the rights. They to own it, it. <laughs> and all of its intellectual. They own Halo. Well, no, no, but they don't own Destiny. I that's, think it would have been fine. Like that was an I, asset. I, 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 I know, I know. But that's where the legal, also the legal like gray area is. Is like is maybe it there was because legal is, trouble, right? and he right. didn't want to call it out or bring light or, to it. So. <clears throat> more likely, because we know how litigious America is. Yeah. Even though it doesn't use the logo. Yeah. yeah. And it just it's a block of plain text that says "Destiny awaits" with a picture of Earth, which is not the Destiny logo. Yeah. I do like I'll, the new poster a lot, though. I we'll get to that in a second, but. Lawyers could probably even just threaten to sue. Oh, yeah. And then they have and to then settle. It's like, yeah, they have to spend money just to make the threat go away. So they probably wanted Ugh. to just avoid it entirely. I agree it's lame. Yeah. You should have left it as like just a, you know, a nod to Bungie. But, uh, yeah, the new poster, Mitch... What is it? Yeah, it's the it's the same thing, you know, a picture or a poster of Earth, but the text above it just says, for her. Which okay. is... Finnegan, is that a reference to Cortana in Halo That's 5 how I and read the it. search for Cortana? Uh, That's how I read it. So Maybe, they've yeah. taken one future predictive <clears throat> Easter egg and I mean, turned like, it into another one. It's not even really like a... You, I, when, you said, when you read the sentence for her, you're like, for who? There's Earth. It could only be... Yeah, but I mean, it could only, in my mind, the only her in Halo is Cortana. So. Yeah, Dr. Halsey. Yeah, captured. and I mean, there's like wow. you know, Sarah. Yeah, what? Wait, Sarah, the the Kelly Spartan, Blinda, who was yeah. I was gonna say the main, like one of the main characters in three was uh, Keys's daughter. What's uh, her name? That was Miranda. Yeah, Miranda, Miranda Keys. Yeah, Miranda Keys. Uh, like, also, her too, but the like, leader in ODST is woman. Oh yeah, it's uh, Trisha Helfer. Yeah. Yes. But oh, no, yeah. I, but I completely agree. I think it's totally a reference to Halo Five yeah. and the search for. Corpus. I mean, I interpreted it as like protect Earth, right? Mm. Like we are doing this to for protect Earth. Earth from the Covenant. But at the same time, like, yeah, maybe it's a little nod to something to come. I have a slight bone to pick about the UI design of this because oh, I got really you, mad on Twitter. Interesting, I got yeah. really mad on Twitter. I'm like, That's where is me. it? So you go into campaign and it shows Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 4. And I'm like, where's ODST? It's under Halo 3. So, yeah. so you go campaign and then Halo, Halo 3, 3 and then it's in embedded in there. 
you have to switch between the two Halo. That's unfortunate. I mean, it's part of Halo Three. I seriously restarted the game. It's a game. It's no, but I mean, it is called Halo Three ODS. I restarted the game four times, thinking like it did an update or something. I'm like, where is it? And then finally, I'm like, oh, it's buried three things deep in the UI. Going back and playing that game is so cool because it's like stylistically, it's very different than the other Halos. Like it's the slowest Halo game. Yeah, it's very slow. It's very like by design. Well, you're human. You're not. Master Chief. That's well, no, I mean, not even in like, terms of just yeah. gameplay. I'm talking right. about, like, oh, yeah. pacing. Like, the, the way the story unravels is very, like, kind of noirish. Even the style yep. of the art is very noirish. Like, it's dark a lot of the time. Also, the music. The sexy saxophones. Well, yeah. I, it's I very think, moody. So, for me, Halo, Halo 2 is the best soundtrack uh, Marty O'Donnell, who is a genius, ever. The, the most genius of his genius work. I think ODST is the next best one. Yeah. ODST is my favorite Halo game. So good. I gotta play well, it again. I, I would see if my opinion. See if my opinion. I love Halo Three. I mean, it, as yeah. I'm a huge Halo fanboy, so I love ODST. But, but it's I can't say. Yeah, it's the I'll best. be so I'll, I'll be north in it. I'll be coming at my uh, fact. I'll be coming at my review with you know looking at this in 2015, and again I haven't played it since I played it a couple times, but only when it came out. Yeah, so. play it this weekend. I started it. Oh, okay. So I will have a review of this, sort of taking into account. The fact that most of most of the people that are going to play it probably didn't play it. Yeah, back in you know 2009. So I tried to convince all my buddies to play it, to buy it and play it because we played a lot of Halo Three, and they were like, "No, why?" And then they never did, and they missed out. Me and Destin were going to play it over the weekend, but then Comcast was down. Oh yeah! Oh, oh my god, that was DNS annoying. Disaster. I was like, "Guess we're not playing on DSC." All right, just uh, use Google DNS, y'all. Shit, yeah. seriously. I, I do now. I don't awesome. know how to do that. Google though. DNS is awesome. Yeah. The, I don't know how to do that on an The show is running along. Let's take yeah, a quick break. Right. Musical interlude. Come back and do Unlock Block Trivia. I've got some sweet prizes thanks to nice. your donations. We'll be right back. Download Massive Chalice for free. <laughs> Unlock Block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! All right. Trivia time. Let me bust out the scoring update. Our winner this week, while I do that, is John Wright of the Stay on Target podcast, who Stay just celebrated his 100th episode. Congratulations, John. His Congrats, Twitter dude. is at JohnWright777. His gamer tag, if you want to make a new friend on Xbox, fellow listener of the show, Labella6, L-A-B-E-L-L-A, the number six. And so, gentlemen, let's see where we stand here. We've got Mitch in the lead by himself, nine points. Destin and Marty with eight. Sean, you got to catch up. You're at six. Yep. So, uh, I have, uh, by the way, a code for the Master Chief Collection, kindly donated, if anybody would like it, as well as a code for Witcher 3 on PC. Nice. Somebody got it with their video card and already had it on Xbox. So, very kind to donate it if you'd like to play the game on PC. So, I will will give, uh, of course, I let the winner choose each week, depending on what I have left. So John Wright sends in this in honor of uh, Koji Iragashi, or excuse me, Igarashi's success, successful Kickstarter for the Castlevania spiritual successor. This question is about the first Castlevania game to come to Xbox. When Symphony of the Night came to Live Arcade in 06, it was the first game to exceed the file size restriction that Microsoft had instituted on all Xbox Live Arcade titles at the time. What was the file size restriction for all previous? Xbox Live Arcade titles before Symphony of the Night. Was it 35 megs, 40, 50, or 64? Everybody's writing down their answers? Yeah. Yes? Write down. I don't need to write mine down. I already yelled mine at you. That's true. I didn't even look at the question, and I guessed my letter. 
Pen back, please. Thank you. Uh, I think so, Mitch, well, Mitch is very confident, so I'll wait to go to him. I didn't even look at the question. Destin? I wrote C, but I, sh I should know this answer because I worked at a tester and this was a constant <laughs> nice. topic. Fail. And yeah, I'd worked for like a week. So you're going with, <laughs> you're going with 50 megs. I told Ryan yeah. at the beginning of the show, I'm not even going to look at the question. I'm going to yeah. say C. Going and I'm C. sticking with it. I think, it's, I think I it's think 64. I think it's D. I think you're right because like 32 <sighs> megs, 64 yeah, that's, megs. That's, that's that makes a like, lot of sense. I'm actually clearly, pretty sure you and I I very right. clearly okay. remember there being a file size limit, but I thought it was a lot bigger than that. I thought it was two gigs. Nah. I think at the time, I want to see if I remember this correctly before you get the answer. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. the limit was 25. Wow. And then they doubled That's it because it was small. Symphony of the GD Knight. <laughs> G All right. Okay. Uh, and 64 sounds logical because there were, remember, 64 meg memory cards yes. yep. back yep. then, so the games could fit on a memory card. But it was, in fact, 50 meg. Oh, thank God. Wow. Right, gentlemen. I, was I just want to keep, like, in the running. I was right about the 25 thing, right? Sean Bring falling up the rear. further behind. It's okay. Mitch now with 10 Stick points. around for a late surge. <laughs> uh, De uh, Sean with just six. The shark. The shark getting chomped on. Having a bite taken out of what my games at? knowledge. Destin at nine points. Catching up, Mitch. Mitch. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna have to do a work thing, and that's when I'm gonna pull it. I'll phone into this podcast. <laughs> I don't care. I'm never giving up the lead. If you would like a uh, chance to win a very good video game, be it The Witcher or maybe a copy of Master Chief Collection, I've got some Smite codes Ooh, as God, well. Wow, so many Smite codes. Yeah, it's great. I, th I want to thank everybody for sending those in. Send your Xbox-related trivia question. Uh, include four multiple-choice answers and note the correct one. Send that where, Mitch? Unlocked at IGN dot. C-O-M. Brilliant. Let's get out of here, plug Indeed. some stuff. First up, IGN Prime. I'd like to remind everybody, with E3 coming up, you're going to be watching a lot of IGN, clicking on a lot of IGN. IGN Prime, uh, for $30, will not only get you uh, free games and some beta access to cool games from time to time, but uh, each and every day, it will get you a virtually ad-free experience, no ads before videos, and pretty much none on the homepage either uh, when you're clicking through to articles. It's 30 bucks a year, super worth it just for that, and it helps keep the lights on, helps keep the show going. You can subscribe anytime at IGN.com slash Prime. Destin Legary. Yes. What are you working on that we should be checking out? Fallout stuff. Yes. Check out the Rewind Theater that we did. Uh, you check went out frame by frame. Yeah, we went pretty much frame by frame. We sat at my desk, and we take notes, and then uh, we do a little bit of research. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you do a lot of research. I, I didn't have to because I know the game is pretty ooh, well. So, yeah. Ooh, just laying it down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check that out. There's a lot of really cool details that uh, we picked up on uh, having gone through it uh, at a slower pace. Yes. Really excited about that. And then just uh, top 10 that I'm working on. I don't want to reveal it yet. But, sure. Uh, yeah. Of course. If I can't name my dog, by the way, in Fallout 4, that game gets a zero out of 10. Dog me. Dog me. Out <laughs> dog me. That's the only answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean Finnegan. Check out the uh, History of Awesome. It's a series that we've been doing on IGN that I've been producing. It's for four or five episodes in now. I can't remember, but it goes up weekly. Uh, we started with 1977 or going all the way up to 2015, detailing all the really cool nerd stuff that's kind of influenced influenced geek culture. Yes. Uh, starting with, you know, 77 and Star Wars and going on up until now. Uh, every Wednesday. So those episodes are up. And I'll be on an episode 
very soon. Yeah, so they cover cool tuned. stuff like games, movies, yeah. books, comics, uh, graphic novels. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've so been it's on a, a couple of them. Yeah, it's a neat mix of all of the stuff that kind of like makes up the culture of IGN and just, you know, geekdom in general. So awesome. that's all really cool stuff. Follow me on Twitter at I'm Finnegan and add me up on Xbox Live, Finnegan Space II. I've been playing a lot of Destiny lately and uh, you need a crew to run that game. So if you want to play, send me a little note. Nice. Add me up and uh, we'll get you in there. You can go swimming with the shark. Yeah. You can add me on Xbox Live at Mitchie D. Uh, not at just Mitchie D. Eighty Eight. We can play some Pool Nation FX together. Woo. <laughs> uh, I'm at on Twitter at Mitchie D. And check out my Heroes of the Storm review going live this week. The review in progress. That's is right. Live. Wait, 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 we didn't go over. We didn't go over the the free stuff games with gold. Pool Nation FX is back. <gasps> no, this is not a rerun. <laughs> uh, You're not listening to episode uh, one ninety four. <laughs> Uh, in addition, you should definitely check out Master Chalice. I wasn't kidding. That game's really cool. It's free. It's a like an isometric strategy game similar to XCOM with uh, some really, really interesting like dynastic leadership stuff where you have like a lineage with your family that lasts years and years and years, many generations. It's really cool. Hmm. Pool, Pool Nation is weird. Pool Nation <laughs> FX. It's got a really great dynastic leveling so I system. I you weren't talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. Pool Nation. <laughs> uh, just, just Cause 2 is your Xbox 360 game for the first half of the month. And then on June 16th, it switches over to Thief on Xbox 360. Good stuff all around there. Just Cause, get that one. Go.igen.com slash house party. Come get drunk with us at this all-ages show. Yeah, that's the other thing is one more plug for that, right? Like, we're all going to be there. A lot of people are going to be there from IGN, not just the Unlocked and Beyond crews. It's going to be a whole day of awesome content. So buy your ticket now. Good stuff. You can Seriously, follow... they might sell out. <laughs> well, maybe by the time this... They yeah, were selling really fast yesterday. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan, uh, talking Fallout, talking whatever else is going on each and every day. Uh, I am working on the feature with Destin, 11 things we want in Fallout 4. It's going to be both a written article and a video, so whichever, whichever flavor you prefer. That's going to be fun. I'm also, again, reviewing ODST mm-hmm. in Master Chief Collection. And I'm working on reviewing Carmageddon Reincarnation as well, which is currently not coming to Xbox. I'm reviewing the PC version, that's, which is the only version that exists, but I'm very happy to have Carmageddon back. It's, you know, car combat goodness with points for running over pedestrians. So <laughs> how can you go wrong with that? And then, of course, as I said, next week we'll have some more details on. I've, uh, I've lined up a very, very special guest that I'm super excited about who will sit in with me uh, and, of course, our host, Damon and Max Scoville as we do our Xbox press conference pre-show with our predictions and our post-show reactions. Uh, it's someone that will that has a lot of uh, their name means a lot in the Xbox community. So I'm stoked that, that, that they're going to be joining us. Master Chief, <laughs> well, the real one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan, <laughs> what did you think of my game? <laughs> I guess it was fine. I, you probably could squish me, so I'll yeah. say it's really good. I, I need a weapon. <laughs> to shoot you with like whoa alright it was great okay 10 out of 10 just leave me alone alright let's hit the road uh, most of you listen to the show on iTunes but of course we're video video episodes each and every week hi if you're watching help us you can get those <laughs> on uh, IGN.com proper or IGN's YouTube or better yet our Xbox One app. Just watch it there that's probably the, the easiest and best place to watch it as well as all of our E3 coverage. Just fire that app up because, uh, hint, hint, there there are no ads on it right now. Watch it <laughs> on there. Until, but, until I did that, not know that. Until <laughs> that's that, great. Until that changes. Um, so, yeah, 
Big screen, HD, us, E3, video games, good times. Four, the shark, Sean Finnegan. The, the Fallout Master. I was. I don't know, like, Pride of the Sunset. Pride well, of the yeah, Sunset. Yeah. It's, I don't even live you there. Don't even I haven't live lived there, there for anymore. over yeah. a year. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And uh, the best Canadian ever, Mitch Dyer. My name's Ryan McCaffrey. This was Podcast Unlocked, episode 198. We'll see you next week for 199. Then we'll see you at E3. And then we'll see you here in San Francisco live for the IGN House Party and Unlocked episode 200 and beyond. Super stoked. It's going to be fun. See you next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.